0: Welcome back to another episode of Everyday Impact and Merry Christmas and happy holiday season and hope you're doing so well. Uh, just what a what a wonderful time of the year and, and excited to get this interview out to you. Uh, this will be the last interview of 2022 um, and I'm going I'm to take a break after this and just spend time with family and, and recoup a little bit. But really looking forward to sharing this interview with Mitch Sugg with you to, to end the year. Mitch really is just a great guy. Uh, aside from being one of the most genuinely good people I've ever met, uh, he he has a truly inspiring story about how to rebuild after loss and setbacks. Uh, in this episode, he shares his story of rebuilding after everything he was working on came crashing down in 2020. I won't um, I won't uh, get into this too much. I'll let him share the story, but. Uh, In 2020, he was starting a church and then this thing called COVID came and just hit the world and that came crashing down and he had loss in his family and a divorce all happening around the same time and he was left with this question of, what am I going to do with this pain? And uh, he just shares this really incredible story about what he did to learn from his pain and to let pain become his ally and to help him rebuild a life that's more centered on his values and what's more, most important to him. And now that's what he does. He says his purpose is to help other people find their purpose. And so he, he works as a pastor currently in the Fort Worth area. Um, and he also works as a personal development coach. And he's uh, helping, helping people who are leaders uh, in small businesses, nonprofits, startups, kind of wherever you're at in your personal development journey. He helps you to make sure that where you're building this, uh, where you're going is in line with your purpose and, and you're building it in a way that's in line with your values. And so, like I said, just doing so much good. And and so this interview will start with him talking about the lessons he was learning and what the things he was realizing when he was going through this pain. And then he'll he'll explore, he'll dive more into the actual events that, was, that were happening around that time. And then we'll explore these principles that have helped him to both transform his life and the lives of those that he's worked with. And so, like I said, just really excited to share this interview. And so let's go ahead and jump into the interview with Mitch Sugg.
1: So when I went to rebuild my life, the only thing I knew to do was to go back to a foundation that I had built my life on, because that's what kept me afloat.
2: Yeah.
1: Not end results, not, it was just like, okay, what am I building my life on? And so I just went back to the lab <laughs> and I, I wrote and I I got off social media for like two years and I developed You got media. off for two years. Two years. Talk to me what what happened during those two years? Um, so we, we go back to foundations. Yeah. Um, I went so um I I created a for me in the in the in the church world I or in the Christian world, like I I went back to my my roots and my faith. Yeah. What does it look like to wake up and devote myself to my faith? And so it all started there. And then those two years, I built a a regiment and a robust workout regiment. Like I was consistent in that. I had no, like there was no negotiating. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. get, up.
0: I'm going to make
1: myself a better person. And then I think the third thing was is that I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, you are not the victim here in your life. Um oh you've got to stop like because I almost got into that mentality oh yeah for like, me like man my life's falling apart and I I just had to realize my my dad um both my parents have passed yeah I so was drafted into the army he was a hardcore like dr- he did drywall for a living and he yeah. was, um and I learned that during during that time that and I knew this, but I didn't live this, yeah. but oftentimes before, uh, God will prepare you privately before he uses you publicly. Cool.
0: Okay. I, so, I, I'm going to need you to go into that principle a little deeper. Cause I think that's super intriguing, but keep going. But yeah. So yeah. like
1: I, I had to develop a private, like, prayer life that i knew that i was missing i had to develop a private devotion that i knew i was missing and really all that is is what the things that everybody sees uh in life oftentimes are the things that that the things that everybody sees like what you're accomplishing what you're doing those are things that everybody wants yeah what they don't see are the things that nobody wants to do yeah
2: okay okay yeah yeah
1: (laughs) And they they want it's, it's again, it's like, you know, I want to I want to have subscribers and I want to have, you know, a, a side hustle and I want to yeah. have I want to make X amount of money. And we look up to people who are who are making impact in our society, whether it be whether it be in the faith world, whether it be in the business world, whatever world that you're in or you operate in. Yeah. Yeah. You have people that you that you say, I would love to be like that. But the reality is, is that no those are the things everybody sees that they want, but they don't see what they did to get there. And that's often what nobody wants to do.
0: Uh, totally. Yeah. And
1: that's that's the hard part.
0: It's not as flashy. It's yeah. not as it doesn't get you the fast results. It's it's the working on the private. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's
1: the private, and and oftentimes this goes privately, oftentimes that elevation publicly. If you don't have the right foundation privately, the elevation publicly will, will destroy you. Yeah. Because you can't handle all of it and you have to go back to your roots.
0: So the, the question that came to my mind as you're talking through this is, um, people often talk about these aha moments when they're like, okay, I've got to recenter my life. I've got to figure this out. And then they start going and then they start seeing results publicly and what I've found in my own life, in the lives of the people I've talked to, it is so hard to stay consistent with the private stuff that no one sees, especially once all the public stuff starts taking off, right? You start okay. getting the results that you want publicly. For you, how how do you manage that? How do you make sure that the private stuff, the foundation is something that you're consistently working on instead of losing focus of that when with the success that you're seeing, right?
1: I turn off notifications on my phone. Hmm. I don't. I don't see them, um, and one reason is is because I, I by nature, um, I can become a a person that's uh, like that craves attention. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of us do, but it, for me personally, I know that when somebody likes something, it's the old Simon Sinek like it's a hit of dopamine. Yep. Yep. And I want to see what they're doing because if we're being honest, I like me. Yeah. Yeah. And until you tell me that you don't like me, I just assume that you like me. So I'm just like, <laughs> <out>. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah. And, and some people probably, I probably get on some people's nerves. They're like, dude, that guy is so extra. And so I've had to learn that like, hey man, like this really isn't about me. Yes. I I don't mind public recognition but public recognition without private practice is never going to align with my values and what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Private practice is huge. And if you don't have the right foundation, you'll never get to the right destination. And I just can't, I can't reiterate that enough because I've, I'm a product of that. Um, when, so, um, in a 10 year span,
2: yeah,
1: I had, I, my, my dad passed away. Um, my daughter had heart surgery. I moved to be a part of a, to be to the East coast in North Carolina, to be on a staff at a church for five years. During that process, my daughter had heart surgery. I moved back to the Texas area to be a little bit closer to family. I'm originally from Arkansas. Um, I, my mom, so we planted a church, which, Anybody that does entrepreneurship understands that finances and anything you're starting are like this. Yeah. There's nothing consistent. Up, about up it. and
0: down, nothing consistent. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so there was a lot of work, a lot of late nights, a lot of stress. Um, my mom passed away in October. And then I launched a church in January. Oh, my goodness. After I launched a church in January, I was so excited about the initial results yeah. that I got just, I mean, I went into like achieve, achieve, achieve mode, which is where I operate in my most unhealthy place is when yeah. I only want to achieve. And so mm. I, I was trying to achieve all these things mainly to try to prove pe- prove to people that I didn't know, or that didn't know what I was trying to prove that I was actually valued, that I had value. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so we go a year into our church plant. Things have struggled. We, we hit the new year and we'd already started talking about like, what would, what would life look like yeah. differently? And I didn't know what I'd do. This so all I'd ever known was like, I wanted to, I wanted to reach people. Yeah. Uh, and when all of that happened, so I started shutting down church, the, you know, the, the place went bankrupt that we were meeting, uh, coupled with this and- in 2020, right? You said this, this was in 2020. Mm-hmm. COVID,
0: COVID lights up the world. Yeah. Everything
1: shuts down. Um, I did one public kind of live stream. And then I sent out a mass email a few weeks later stating, due to the circumstances of COVID, we. I talked to, I had, I had overseers, people that oversaw what we did. Uh-huh. And I talked to them and we just all decided it was in our best interest. Um, for myself and for everybody else around to shut everything down. Oh my goodness! Man. Shut that down, and then I walked through that divorce. And and really, what I learned in all that is that, man, I made my life about me a lot, mm. and I became sometimes so selfish that I missed I missed the boat. Like it was all about platform. What can I do if I can write a book? How can I do all these things? And I was gonna stop at nothing to try to get those. In. And in that path, I probably hurt some people. So I've I've had to go back and apologize to people now because I went back to the foundations. Like, who am what am I building my life on?
0: Well, Mitch, man, as you're talking, that's so that's so sneaky, man. It's so tricky because you say when you start that, you're like, I started this from a foundation. I started this with the intent of I want to help people, I want to reach. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is where we all want to start. And so it's what you're saying is so intriguing to me that, um, even with those intentions, you can still lose yourself in that process. And t- how do you parcel that out? How do you piece that out when, when you have the most selfless, best intentions in the world, but yet then you go and you realize this is all about me. Like, how do you piece that? How do you parse that out and, and navigate that?
1: Yeah. So I think it's, it's four things. This is Kind of cool that I've I've kind of operated in recently. Number, no, yeah. it's foundation. I, yeah. That's the main piece. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's the the next thing I would say is, uh, it's assignment or no? I would say it's alignment. Like, who am I building my life with? Mm-hmm. And I think I was around. And I I intention I didn't do this intentionally, but I was looking back on it. I probably did this a little bit more yeah. uh, intentionally than I thought. Um. So. Foundation, alignment, who am I building life with? You need people in your life that will say, that's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Be honest yeah. With them. yeah. Because if you're only in a, if you surround yourself uh, with people who just say, yes, you become your own echo chamber and they become your echo chamber and you do what you want at the cost of everybody else. Yeah. And yeah. so like, I think aligning yourself with people that care about you more than they care about your product, is huge.
2: Cool. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: And then the next thing I would say is like assignment. Like, what am I? What am I purposed or put on earth to do? I think the assignment is something that is um, like for me. I know what I'm called to do. Like I'm at, at the end of the day my, when I am done on this earth, I want to use my purpose to help others discover their purpose. Yeah. Yeah. That assignment may change as I go through life. Mm. At one point in time, it was planting a church. Yeah. Now that assignment has changed, but the, the end result never has. It's always been to equip people with purpose and help them discover who they were created to be. Cool. And so, and then the last thing I would say about that is just, it's pain. What am I, can am I willing to build even when it's painful? And I think that that's huge for a lot of people uh, because I think pain, honestly, uh, I think some people have a high pain threshold when it comes to life. And I think some people don't have as high of a pain of threshold. And I, I've, I've heard, I've read this in books, like from CEOs to execs. There are some CEOs who have more talent than other CEOs, but one has a higher pain threshold to deal with all the stuff.
0: And, and define pain. What do we when we're talking about pain? We are talking about just like even like the, the 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 boredom that can come in with the boring stuff. Like what are we talking yeah, about? I, pain goes loss. Yeah. Like I think loss. Like I think too many people quit
1: on their dreams when they experience adversity. I think too many people quit on uh, life. When they experience pain. Um, And I think a lot of people don't understand that there's purpose in pain. And in order to get to where you're going to be in life, you're going to bottom line, there's no bones about it. You're going to experience pain. You're going to shut down a business. You're going to not get as many likes. You're going to go through a, a breakup. You're going to go through something in life. You're going to have somebody stab you in the back. You're going to stab somebody in the back at some point. Like there, there's just so many things that happen in life. Yeah. And the pain point is that, can I continue to to go where I am I know I'm purposed to go even in the midst of pain? Mm. And that looks different for everybody. Um, for mm. me, it was that 10 year journey of like, Boom, 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 and it wasn't until I went to counseling. And and if you're if you're I don't know where people stand on this. I'm a, I think counseling's great, yeah. and I think everybody. I think I'm I should have should yeah. social.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm a believer in it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think if you're if you're not, um then I would I would encourage people to to find it. And here's what I learned in all that is that I'm a very weak person. Yeah, but I think that people. People will, they'll, they'll resonate with that. So I think that people do this. They, they will connect with your strengths, but they will like resonate deeply with your weaknesses Hmm. because it shows vulnerability. Oh yeah. It shows that you're, you're, you're human, that humanity is, is a part of your life. Yeah. And so people they may they may be attracted to your strengths, but they'll connect with your weaknesses. And I mean deeply connect to your weaknesses.
0: Well, I think what a cool principle. People will be attracted to your strengths, but they'll connect with your weaknesses. Yeah, absolutely. Which means I feel like um what you're saying is you've got to be willing to share your weaknesses. You've got mm-hmm. to be really to make that a part of who you are, a part of your message.
1: And I think that if you if you don't, you're missing opportunity. And here's why. Um, because it's your story. Here's what I know M- my story is my story, and your story is your story.
2: Yeah.
1: Oftentimes, we don't share our story for two reasons. Number one, shame. We just feel guilty about what we've been through.
2: Yeah. Like, I
1: don't want to tell people that. That's, that's embarrassing. Totally. Like, that's, yeah. I'm yeah. not doing that. No way. And yeah. I think that a lot of people are like, I'm not telling my story because I, I've been through a lot or I've done a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think that the other reason that we don't share our story is because we don't think it's effective.
0: Totally. just totally. My, my story's boring. What will, what will my story do? Yeah.
1: Why, why would anybody want to listen to, to my story?
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that, I think that story is, is huge. And without it, we are the, you know, we're the, the sum total of our story at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. And without it, we don't, how do how do we have books how do we have history how do we have you know the things that we learn it's there's stories yeah 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 totally how do we have movies it's story format how do we how do we have like email content and linkedin content and and honestly and instagram and facebook content it's all a journey and a story
0: totally yeah there's i think i think there is um an aspect there we are as humans that's our history has been told through storytelling right and so i think there's something that there's just a, a connection in our brains that wires us for storytelling for a narrative yes and uh i think i think that's super powerful i want to ask you a question that um i i feel like this is probably like the million dollar question you get asked a lot i'm guessing but i'm gonna go there just because i can imagine people uh get this question so i look, first off i just want to recap what we're talking about because you said there's four things here there's your foundation mm-hmm. right there's alignment
2: mm-hmm.
0: assignment right and then um the fourth one what, what was the fourth one we just talked about pain pain pain. That's right. pain 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 um going through this i imagine i don't do you get asked a lot like okay how do i find what my assignment is how do i figure yeah. out what my what my calling is and and I feel like that's a question a lot of people ask. Do,
1: I, I, do you know that 57% of people or over 57% of people are asking themselves this question? How can I find more purpose and meaning in life? Totally, right? Like, yeah, you got to go there. Like, I, I, like it's, it blows my mind to think that. And I think a lot of that is because we are, um, we're cuffed to uh certain things in life like i i think the assignment so like what are, what am i what am i called or put on this earth to do yeah. um, i think i think that often is directly correlated to your alignment like hmm. who you're aligned with like who, what people are pulling this out of you
0: i was not expecting you to go in that direction tell me more what do you mean by that
1: yeah. Like, what, what, who, who are you with? Like, who's, who's in your corner? Like, who's in your circle? Um, and if you don't have like people in your circle that want to see you succeed, get a new circle, find, Mm -hmm. find somebody that's going to help you. And I think if you'll, if you'll, if you'll align yourself with the right people, your assignment will be fulfilled. And I, and I think a lot of people get this confused. We think assignment is, um, and, and these aren't bad things, right? building financial wealth, um, working hard, becoming you know, leaders in companies, all those things. Yeah. But if, if our lives are wrapped in this idea of story, then what a better way to see story um, come to fruition when it comes to who we are aligned with? Because yeah. Yeah. That, that speaks volumes. You look at any, any big uh, major corporation or CEO or anybody that's doing things that are big, they only have a handful of people that they life with.
2: Hmm. And a lot
1: of that is because those people believe in them and they believe in what they're doing. And they also hold them accountable when they're not doing what they should be doing.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. To answer your question, it's this, it's twofold kind of. I think that career and calling are two different things to most people. Yeah, A career is what you get paid to do. A calling is what you're made to do. Yeah, these two things can okay. coexist the problem is is that we separate them because of life well i gotta make this i gotta support yeah. i gotta yeah. my family. and and so what we do is we base our identity on our worth not on our birth like what we were put on earth to cool do. super cool man yeah and so it's it's kind of a it's a twofold thing like it i think that worth Like I'm birthed on this earth to do great things, but how I, how I do that, how I make money, how I, you know, how I lead my, my daughter, how I lead the people in my uh, congregation, whatever it may be, um, those align, like they're, they're super aligned. And if they're not aligned, what we do is we wind up living our life, wishing we would have done something else with our life, or we wind up saying, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I think the biggest pain point, like when I work with people in co- in the coaching world, somebody asked me this yesterday, like what, what's what, so you're a personal development coach. Like, what is that? What's the pain point? Yeah. And I always say like, and I feel like people like they're stuck. They felt like they've lost. Yeah. They don't know what to do. And so it's the pain point is like, I'm here in point A. I wish I were here at point B. How do I get there? Whether you're an exec whether you are um, just in life, whether you're a parent,
2: uh, you know,
1: whatever it is in life, we all want to get from point A to point B the the unfortunate part is this is that most of us don't believe we don't have the belief that we can get from point A to point B yeah and we don't have a trust in the process of getting from point A to point B because my process was pain it was agony. It was hurt. I didn't want that process, but now I'm, I'm, I'm at point B and I'm like, man, thank, thank God for all I went through. Yeah. I don't, I don't wish it on anybody, but it's my story. Yeah, and I'm going to, I'm going to walk through it and I'm going to use it. And so if you're, if, if people are watching this or listening to us, I always say like, Hey, the, the only thing that's going to get you from point A uh, to point B is belief and trust. And if you don't have either one of those in yourself and you don't trust the process of how you're going to get there, then you'll never get from point A to point B. You'll just stay stuck in point A and you'll say, well, what's my purpose in life? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to live it? And so the million dollar question is how do I do that? Yeah. Align yourself with the right people. Yeah. So when I, when I coach people, um, a lot of businesses use this, but I do it personally. I do a SWOT analysis on them. So it's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
1: a lot of people, though, tend to, because our world can be kind of negative, like if if you post anything you and somebody says, that was amazing, that's awesome, you have all these likes and all these yeah. things. The one person that doesn't like what you have to say, you focus on on that, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes when I do a SWOT analysis, very few people they don't very few people write out a lot of strengths. They will decimate the weakness portion. They'll be like, (laughs) I'm I'm not this and I'm not that. And I always it always is interesting to me because we are so focused on who we're who we're not, like Mm -hmm. instead of who we were created to be, like who we are.
2: Yes, yes.
1: And it's really quite simple to me. Um, is it okay if I use the Bible real quick? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that the Bible off will prescribe things and it will also describe things. Hmm. And a lot of times when we read it, we read it, and the Bible's actually describing things. The, the Bible's describing things. Yeah. And we take that as a as a prescription, and it's
0: not, it's a description.
1: So um, yeah,
0: yeah, give me an example because Psalm
1: 139. Okay. You are fearfully, wonderfully, remarkably made in the image of Jesus. And it says, Before I knew you in your mother's womb, I know the amount of hairs on your head. So he's describing who he created yeah so that's that's a a classic example if you were to parallel that to ephesians chapter 2 ephesians chapter 2 says that you are a, a workmanship or a masterpiece created in the image of christ to do good works yeah so so biblically speaking uh the bible will prescribe here's who you are yeah Ephesians two says you are created to do good works. That word masterpiece is the only time you see this in the new Testament scriptures. And so one describes one prescribes. So I'm describing, Hey, Michael, you're created in an amazing image. You're an amazing guy. I love what you do. Like God knows the amount of hairs on your heads, but you were created to do good works. So I'm going to podcast. You're doing all these things for, for people to connect with. Yeah. And so, a lot of times we align ourselves with the weaknesses in our lives, and some of us don't like how we were created. And the reality is, is that God created us in an amazing image. Yeah. And so prescription and description are huge.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. I love that.
1: So I always say you were created on purpose for a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Ephesians two. And let me ask you this: What is a masterpiece? Like, if you were to describe masterpiece, like if when you hear the word masterpiece, what do
0: you think? I think of like a work of art, something like a really intricate sculpture, a beautiful one, of you know, Da Vinci, stuff like that. Christine Chapel, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's all these things. But here's what I know about a masterpiece. It's valuable. It's rare. Hmm. It's known. So people can look at Da Vinci's painting and be like, that's that's his. So if God's going to create you, describe you this way, he's also going to prescribe you to, be, to, to do good works on this earth. And that prescription is, man, that guy adds value to other people's lives. That guy's doing great things on this earth. Yeah. So a masterpiece has value. And I want people to know that they have value. So in the SWOT analysis, most people don't know their strengths because they don't know their value. Yeah. They base their life on their worth, like I said earlier, yeah. like what yeah. they do instead of yeah. their worth, who they were created to be.
0: Dude, and can I just add something there too? I think it's super cool. Before we pers- before we were recording, you you mentioned how alignment is stewardship, it's stewardship over who's in your life and everything. And and I think stewardship is also over stewardship over the strengths and over yes. the purpose God gave you, right? And I think so many people, what you said earlier, so many people are like, ah, my story won't affect anyone. Uh, there's nothing I could do to actually create value, but it's worth it you are it's worth it to yourself to invest in yourself and figure out what that purpose is because it's all about stewardship over what god has given you and yeah, so god made you for
1: exactly if i look at it this way none of this is mine if god yeah. created it none of it's mine yeah. so but what, what he did put me in charge of was how to manage all this
2: yeah, how yeah. to steward yeah.
1: all this yeah. so if i don't steward it correctly i don't want to be the guy and it, again this is kind of preachery, but i don't want to be the guy who takes what God gave me and I bury it in the sand. And then I go on back. Like I didn't produce anything with it.
0: Yeah. Like talents. Yeah. yeah I love talents. Yeah.
1: I don't want to be the parable of talents where it's like, I'm burying this in the sand and I go back to, to God and he's like, Hey, what'd you do with what I gave you? You're a masterpiece. You're a work of art. I gave you all these talents. You're like, I just buried it, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I appreciate the gift that I didn't use. And I, yeah. I don't want people to do that. Everybody's yeah. got gifts. Yeah. And I think everybody has opportunities, and I think that there are threats. When you look at a SWOT analysis, there's threats to those strengths
2: hmm. and
1: there's threats to those opportunities. And so, if 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 LinkedIn or social media is a threat, you've got to learn how to steward and manage it correctly for the, what's right in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Who's right in front of you? Yeah. So you know, it, it's I use these all the time with a lot of businesses we're using, but I would say, like personally man, I got to know the most difficult person you'll ever lead is you. And if you don't oh. know you, then you'll never be able to lead anybody else.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah. It's, it's something to to benefit from. You got to know yourself.
0: Absolutely. Well, this has been so cool, especially because um, I feel like, and I, I told you this earlier, I feel like things we've talked about today, you could spend an hour dissecting yeah. different things that we've talked about in this podcast. But talk to me about with this the length of this episode isn't going to do justice for people to fully get the benefit of what you're talking about so if people wanted to work with you and learn more from you and yeah get get a hold of your content can you take a couple minutes and tell people where they can find more of you
1: yeah um you can find me on linkedin i post almost every day um i'll probably take taking a break around the christmas season yeah but linkedin you could find me um it's just my name really simple I yeah. um, have like a blue background and it'll literally say at the tagline, I use my purpose to help others discover their purpose. That's yeah, that's that's you. Uh, and then if you, I, I create other content, it's a little bit different. Sometimes they, they flesh out, but I use Instagram a lot. Okay. A lot of that content is my kid. Um, I run a lot. And so people see me running and I don't know why I post it, but hopefully it encourages somebody. Yeah. Uh, right. Facebook. I have that as well. Facebook.com Mitch Sug, And then I also have a website, and you can go to that. It is mitchsug.wixsite.com.
0: Yeah, and
1: you can find me there. And uh, I'll put that in the show think, notes as well. Yeah, that'll be in the show notes. I think that'll be that'll be huge. And so I just those are that's how you can find me. Um, and you can, if you want to know more about me, you can send me a direct message on LinkedIn or any of those platforms. I usually answer those. I don't have notifications turned on. So if I don't get to it immediately, uh, I'll get there. I promise. Which
0: I love that, man. I gotta, I gotta do that. I gotta take the plunge and just turn off those notifications. I think it's so, so awesome, man. Yeah. 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 Mitch. Um, I gotta tell you, this was such a fun interview for me. Um, so, so grateful that you made the time took time out of your morning and, and, uh, just funny story, telling the listeners just how we connected. I saw a post of your of yours. You've been featured in a Dallas-Fort Worth art uh, magazine, right? What was the name of the magazine? You'd been um,
1: it was called Shout Out DFW.
0: Shout Out DFW. And I'm from DFW. I'm from a city called Keller. And so I, I commented, I was like, dude, I'm from Keller. Like, congrats on the article. It was awesome. And lo and behold, you are living in Keller. That's where you're at.
1: <laughs> yeah, small world, man. Such a small world
0: small world and so it's fun to connect and, and uh this message was was super awesome so thanks a lot mitch appreciate you Absolutely, being
1: man. hey i appreciate you um i recommend anybody go follow your content and thank you so much for giving people like me and others so many others platforms to
0: to share uh, their story so we i appreciate it i hope you enjoyed this episode of everyday impact if uh, this show is making a difference in your life it would mean the world if you'd be willing to, to subscribe and leave a, leave a rating and review those are two uh, really small things, especially with this show being so, uh, being brand new. Those are two small things that make a big difference in, in getting this show in front of more people. So any help that way would be so so appreciated. And as well, feel free to follow me on LinkedIn and on Instagram at michaelanderson.mft where I post content on both those platforms uh, just on how to find and, and live our values and, and build a life of meaning. Thank you so, so much.